Clap it up, goddammit, because we're here. we here, we made it. In this brick cold Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy Black People Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here. It is now 739. We've been trying to set up for an hour and a half. Yeah. And G's not here. And we're not technicians. Exactly. But we made it work. And we here, goddammit, for the next installation of the KOT show, the Nick of Time show. Yes, sir. Even though the Knicks are losing, I'm hype. <laughs> we are that much closer. To that top three pick. <clears throat> to that top three pick, the Zion. Yes. We are now number two. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, guys. Really cold. I'm coughing right now. <laughs> number two. Two. In the Tankathon standings. That's what's up. That means Zion is in sight. Although, I'm not going to lie, I'm looking at Ja, the almighty, <laughs> <laughs> the most praised Ja, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm talking about Ja Rule, I'm not talking about Soul Ja Boy, I'm not talking about him, I'm talking about Ja Morant, yeah. career high 40 points the other day, he's busting ass. And, yes, he um, is. I'm not going to lie, man, he's keeping up on my board. He's keeping up on the board. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at him like maybe he's a number two. He's looking like a baby Westbrook right now. He's looking like a baby Westbrook, jumping over people, diamond people. I, I, he's looking real good. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't even contemplate my head number one. I don't know. I, I uh, nah. I don't. I don't, I don't contemplating yo. I, I don't think. I don't think anybody's gonna go over Zion. But I understand. I understand. <laughs> but it's like you need a point. Mm, that point guard position. That point guard position, man. Yeah. That that guy. That missing piece. Mm -hmm. Last week we talked about how um. The Knicks were like number five, number six in the league getting open threes. Mm -hmm. But we were bottoms of the league of getting those open threes. Like no one they were passing like the, the guards aren't setting people up for open threes. Mm -hmm. Bottom league in that, but top towards top of the league hitting the three. So what does that tell you? You need somebody to set people up. Yeah. And man Moody out here, he's getting to the, the cup, but he's not passing out. He's only looking to lay it up. No, he's only looking for a shot right now. Mm -hmm. When the kid needs more burn, he needs more love. I feel like he will pass it, but um, I don't know. He just needs more butt, more burn, and more love. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what happened with Frank Lakina going forward. Yeah, it came, it came out in the news that Fizz, he sees Frank Lakina as a backup point guard. I didn't mean to talk about this. This is in the flow of conversation, but he sees Lakina as a backup point guard, and he feels like Moutier should start for the rest of the season. Hmm. What do you think about that? You think that's the good move? You think Moutier is cemented as the starter for the season? I mean, to be honest about it, if you pose this question to me in December when Moutier was balling, he was hot, then I would say, yeah, most definitely. But as of late, I'm not too sure about that right now. It's questionable. Yeah, because um, at least in, at least in the last two games against the Wizards and the Thunder, um which took place earlier today. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you were watching the game, like, Moutier, I think, only played about maybe 18 minutes, I think. Yeah, Frank played 30 and minutes. Frank, and game. Frank played 30 minutes. And, I, and, like, if you were watching the game, you could see why Fizzle went with Frank rather than Moutier because when Moutier was at least... At, well, when in the first quarter when Moutier was in the game, mm -hmm. the first of all, it's not just Moutier's fault. The whole team was playing terrible defense. Garbage. 
Hold on a second. <laughs> gotta find out sound yeah, effects. Yeah, you gotta find out sound effects. Yeah. He's playing like she. Exactly. And on a lot of those possessions, Moutier was just getting burned left and right. Yeah. Which is why I think Fisdale just went went with Frank. And once he put Frank into the game, Frank pretty much played good defense. He pretty much like solidified the point guard position for the Knicks even more. He you know, he helped with the ball movement. Yeah. You know, he, he he was missing his shots, even though even though his shots were, were not good. They, they were, were good. good yeah, shots. that's what I'm saying. A lot of them were in and out. Yeah, yeah. But um, he kept his aggressiveness on offense. He moved the ball around. He was finding open people, and and his defense was good too. Like at, at the end of the first quarter, the way he locked up Paul George. Yeah. End of the second quarter, where where he locked up Westbrook. Yeah. You know, like overall, I mean, even though Moody had scored more points, I think Frank had the overall better game. I kind of agree with you there. Like, it's one of those things where points aren't everything. Yeah. This, this is one of those games where really points aren't everything. He really controlled the flow of the game a lot more. It, um, even though he wasn't really. Scoring all mm-hmm. that well, he was getting to the spots when he wanted to. That Yosef seems like it's coming along pretty well yeah. this season for him, and he just, he looked kind of uncomfortable even though he missed some shots. It, it was barely in. And yeah, out. exactly. It was like a lot of were in and out. And the thing is, is that with um with the way Frank played today, you know, like and then on top of the plus and minus, like Frank had plus three, which was like the highest on the Knicks. Which, you know, to have a plus three, plus a minus, and the Knicks got smacked by like 18 points, that's saying something. He played, yeah. and, he, and he played 30 minutes. He played 30 minutes that <laughs> game. Yeah, shout out to Fizz, because he's supposed, he's supposed to be uh, coming off the bench, but he played 30 minutes. If, if that's the way it's going to be, mm-hmm. he's going to come off the bench, play 30 minutes, hey, come off the bench all you want. Exactly. I don't remember Moutier's exact plus minus, but it was bad, though. It was like a negative 21, I think, or a negative 22, something along those lines. Yeah, man, he needs to learn to mix it up, dog. He really yeah. needs to learn to mix it up, man. Yeah. Like he was getting to the hole with ease. Yeah. He 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 had eight points easy. Shot like fifty four percent. But he just was. I remember there was one particular play he missed Luke Cornett in the corner wide mm-hmm. open, and that's like a layup. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's that for three. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a layup for three. So I'm like, don't 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 sh- don't turn down Luke. But mm-hmm. um, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into a lot more into Frank. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get into uh, uh trade rumors. So Frank and Enos and mm-hmm. Enos versus well Frank versus Dennis Smith Jr. again because more rumors came on. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about the season in general, the good, the bad, everything that happened in between. But um, we know what it was a big week for the Knicks and for the NBA in general. Mm-hmm. The Knicks traveled abroad. Yes, to London. London, yes, yes. Shout out, to, shout out to all the French Knicks fans out there who are watching us. Yo, big shout out to you guys. Shout out to NYK, Terry and Trey was also out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were actually in France. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, remember Terry was here. He was actually yeah. in London. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, chopping it up with Knicks fans over there. Mm-hmm. And for a while, it looked like we about to win. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> well, I meant like, yo, like the first, the first half started, mm-hmm. and Luke Cornett was the sniper. What's the stat? The other stats for the London game, like Luke Cornett mm-hmm. was the sniper. Dotson yeah. came in here hitting everything left and right. 
Yeah, matter of fact, for what I remember in the game, Cornette had I think four threes in the um first quarter. So yeah, Cornette came out firing. Yeah, you know what we we gonna do? We gonna mix up the order today. We are gonna do a recap for the London game real quick, real quick. Yeah. So um yeah, the Knicks lost one on one one hundred. If y'all remember the game, the Knicks lost lost off of a goaltending call. Oh. <laughs> the way the Knicks lost the London. Oh yo, that was the most creative loss of the season. The tank. Drove over the ocean, <laughs> made it to London in dramatic fashion. Knicks lose on a goaltending. Yo, it, it was like all because I, your man's Tim Hardaway Jr. Your man's didn't didn't switch on defense. He's not my man's. man's. <laughs> he's, he's not my man's. Like you I've man, been, your man's I've and been, Kathy's man's. I've been. <laughs> I've been putting it out there that you know I think the Knicks should trade Tim Hardaway Jr. But um. As I said, I'm gonna get back to the stats right quick. Um, before I get on Tim Hardaway doing even more for this game. Um, so the Wizards won one on one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh. Bradley Beal, twenty six points, nine rebounds. Oh. He shot terrible from the field though. He shot ten to twenty nine. So All for right. the so for the most part, Knicks did a good job on him. You know, Beal had to shoot mad shots to get bad points. Yeah, I, yeah. I would clap if he won. Yeah. <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. had 20 points, 11 rebounds off the bench. He re- he pretty much smacked the Knicks that game. Oh. Um, Sadaransky had 14 points, five assists. Oh God. Yeah. Sadaransky. You sound like the rice. Word. <laughs> Sadaransky. New Orleans. No. Okay. Just me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Ariza, 12 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Former Nick great. Um. Yeah, yeah, Trevor. I'm surprised. I'm still surprised they picked up Trevor. They really trying to go for it. But yeah. And then Thomas Bryant, 10 points, 9 rebounds. He had the game-winning, well, shot that led to the goaltending. And um, Sam Decker had 10 points, 5 rebounds off the bench. Now I'm going to get to the Knicks stats right quick. Um, Emmanuel Moutier had 25 points, 7 rebounds. He had a good game. Oh! Wait, wait, that's not what I meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good of a game. Yeah. It was not good of a game. Hold on, wait a minute. Bruh. It's a bruh for me. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Corda had 16 points. Okay, you know what? I will do. Luke was on fire. Yes, he was. Alonzo Trier, Damian Dots had 13 points each off the bench. Okay. Shout out to both of those guys. Especially. Especially Trier. Yeah, because my man's been struggling ever since he got the payday, mm-hmm. and it was his birthday that day. Happy birthday! Yes, sir. And he lit it up for his birthday. Yes, Decent he did. Game. There you go. And Noah Vonley had a double double: thirteen points, ten rebounds. That man was hard. That man was hard. Yeah. Um. Team stats, right? Quick. Um. Everything was pretty even across the board. The Wizards shot terrible from three. 7 of 27, 25.9%. The Wizards are rebounding the Knicks 58 to 50. Yeah. Had more assists, 23 to 15, which is not surprising. And the Wizards outscored the Knicks in the paint 54 to 44. Yeesh. Yeesh. Oh. Yeah. Now, yeah, I want to go to an actual another question because I had I had the whole layout of the show in my head. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I really want to... Uh, there's a few subplots I want to actually talk about. All right. That, that um, from just from this game, one, Young Prince. 
Oh. Had a horrible game. You shot terrible from the field. He shot terrible. It's like, you know what, too? It's interesting because he had a horrible game. You're mm-hmm. looking at it, like looking at him from the eye test. Yeah. Three points. But um, highest plus minus on a team. Yeah, he had a plus 11. Plus 11. So it's... it's... It's interesting because the the one the the three points he got was a dramatic three points. Yeah. And then, do you think nerves got to him? Because he looked nervous. It could be because obviously playing in um London, England, um, it's England's coast of France, which means his friends from France was able to travel over and yeah. see him for the game. I so. heard he got like fifty tickets or something for his yeah. friends and fam to go. Yeah, and then like you, like you, he, like you heard the fans cheering in the stands when he hit that three, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like who's in New York, dog. I know. <laughs> that wasn't no away game. Exactly. So you know, and then sometimes you know, like you have to think about it too. Like, you know, Frank is from Europe, and it's not every day that his friends from overseas get a chance to watch him play at the Garden. So it was kind of like a homecoming for him in some yeah. sort, of, you know, for some it's in some sort of way. So. He was he was maybe a bit nervous or whatnot. I felt like he was, yo, and I felt like they were really pressuring him that game too. Yeah, like I actually seen a little. I seen his handle improve a little bit. Yeah, his handle has looked better lately. Yeah, and that game it seemed like he actually got nervous. Like I haven't seen that side of him mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah, it was a play where they pressured him left, and he looked like he was scared to drive left, mm-hmm. and he ended up trying to go back right. And then turning the ball over. And I was just like, yo, I've seen you improve on that. Why is it? Mm-hmm. What's happening there? Yeah. Now, granted, he was in the gym the other night. Last person in the gym, him and Knox, mm-hmm. working on his handles to get that stuff right. But it looked, I don't know. It looked a little shaky. But um, that's not what I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do want to talk about that because Frank has, has been a polarizing figure. The most polarizing figure I feel like in Nick's history, my <laughs> yo. <laughs> nah, it's it's crazy how Frank splits opinion upon Nick, upon Nick's fans. Like it's crazy. It is insane, yo. Like I don't, I don't know. Like Carmelo Anthony was a huge deal, like a huge topic for us last season. Yeah, like yeah, right? Car- like Car- a few yeah, Car- seasons. Yeah, Carmelo definitely split Knicks fans' decisions too. Like Knicks fans, you had some Knicks fans that were on Carmelo's side, and you had other Knicks fans that was like, "Yo, trade him." <laughs> yeah, like the Frank, I think it rivals the Carmelo Anthony debates, man. With should he stay, should he go? Yeah, because there's a lot of very strong, different opinions polarizing on both sides. So we're gonna talk about Frank a lot later when we get to the what. what uh, rest of the news yeah but i also i want to talk about fizz for a little bit all right because knicks were great mm-hmm. for that first half of the game first three quarters mind you yeah last quarter they lay an a oh yeah they only scored i think 11 points in the quarter i think they scored their first points at like the 648 mark in the fourth bruh yeah man it was <laughs> atrocious <laughs> ball movement stopped yeah it was terrible one iso ball, Moody went hero ball. It was working for the most part, mm-hmm. but overall, I think what upset most Knicks fans were not just the offense but the defense and one defensive play in particular. Mm-hmm. The last play of the game. Ah, uh, Timmy. <laughs> Yo, I've been really debating on whether or not to have the South Park Timmy. 
<laughs> like I've actually wanted to have that as a drop here for a year and a half. Yeah. But I've been I've been like, yo, he had he would have the only like kind of weird, yeah, negative kind of sound drop. So I didn't want to go that route. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why. Yeah. But um, last play of the game, Fizz has in Kevin Knox, Tim Hardaway Jr., Emmanuel Moutier, Vonley. Vonley and Alonzo Trio. Yeah. For your last defensive, defensive stand. Yeah. Ryan. Why? Why, dog? Why? Why? <laughs> What's what? 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 You know what? I've heard an interesting take on this. I, I don't know where I heard it from, but um, it, it does date back to um earlier in the season when Fisdale left Hardaway Jr. and Levert. At, I was at, going in, with this. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a, yeah, in, yeah. yeah in, a, in a late game situation, yes. and and Fisdale was like he wanted to um get Tim Hardaway Jr. to play better defense. So he wanted to put him in a situation where he would have to defend in late game situations. Yes. And I feel like he that's probably the same thing he did here with putting him on Beal, you know and. The way that whole play came out, like, Hardaway Jr. should have known that because when he got screened off and Noah Vonley picked up Beal, where Beal was at that time, which was, like, a few feet behind the three-point line, Hardaway Jr. should have been aware that, okay, Noah Vonley got Beal Beal here. Let me follow Brian to the rim, you know, follow the cutter. Right, because Fizdale said at the press conference he was supposed to switch. Yeah. So do you blame this loss on Fizz or you blame this on Tim's lack of awareness or just not following instructions? I mean, it's hard to really place this on the coach because, I mean, I understand I understand the argument about putting the blame on Fizz because people because you could have been like, you know, Fizz could have put in somebody different. Like he could have put in Frank Nilakina to possibly uh, play defense. Yeah. Frank. Or- Dotson, you know. Yeah, Dotson or somebody who, like that. Yeah. Guys who play deep, uh, maybe even, I don't know. Well, Lance didn't play all game. But. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody like that to, you know, guard the last possession. But at the same time, it's like, if, you're, if your ideology is to improve players' weaknesses and you want Tim Hardaway Jr. to grow as a player, like, that's what your mindset is, then I can understand why he would put Tim Hardaway Jr. in that situation and I think, and I think when it's all said and done, you have to put the blame on Tim Hardaway Jr. because he should he should know at least like okay, if there's any pick and roll situation, if there's any pick set, any screen set, I'm supposed to switch on that. Yeah, you know, like I'm not supposed to you know stay to stay stay on my man and just let the cutter go. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I mean, at the end of the day, you have to put on Tim Hardaway Jr. All right, you know what? So I'm going to ask you a follow-up question, too. How do you rate Fizz's performance so far this season? Fizz's performance this season? Yeah, like, how do you rate it? Like, do, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not even saying a number or anything. Mm-hmm. Overall, are you happy with it? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this... Are you Are you happy with it? Are you not happy with it overall? Do you feel like well, there's certain things you can do better? Like, what do you feel? Mm-hmm. Well... I do like Fizzell as a coach. Let me say that first and foremost. Like, just because the Knicks are 10 and 35 at the moment, that doesn't mean that I'm off the Fizzell bandwagon. I think Fizzell should be fighting, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not 
I'm not there. I'm hoping Fizdale's here five years plus. Yeah, you know, the only thing is that, like, I can't give Fizdale a high grade because coming into this season, I thought the Knicks would be a better team. Mm. And the Knicks are... But whose fault is that? Is that is that Fizz's fault or we don't... Or, or are we just that bad? We bad? Are we just bad? We don't have no... We're not playing veterans. The veterans yeah. we don't have are playing, not playing defense. Mm -hmm. Like, is that Fizz's fault? That we that bad? It's tough, but at the end of the day, it's like it's a results-based business. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if, like, if we go in, if like, if us as fans and like analysts going into the season, you know, and we and we think like the Knicks are gonna win at least like 30 games or 25 games or whatever the case may be, like, and then we and then co and then as the season goes on, we see that the Knicks are probably not going to reach nowhere near that mark. Like, right? You can't really give the coach a high grade but where i do give fizdale a high grade is the development of players like because i've seen mitch grow this season i've seen alonzo trier grow yeah. this season um i've seen i've said it last week every person who came here to get better yeah almost every person the only one you could probably argue Man. two people maybe two or three probably frank frank Mario. Um, yeah, Mario. Yeah, he's been on and off. He's been on and off. And maybe Burke. Yeah. Oh, he seemed like he took a step back. Yeah. Those three guys seems like eh. But then you look at Cornette, mm -hmm. Moutier, yeah. Von Ley, and then you're like, all right. Mm-hmm. Mitch is coming along. Knox. Yeah. Like more it sways like the guys who are need to, who need to be developed. Mm-hmm. Are being developed for the most part. Yeah, exactly. And he's here to develop. So, to me, overall, I'm giving him, a, I'm giving him a pass overall mm -hmm. this season because of that. Yeah, like he's here to develop first and foremost. Yeah, me too. And um, and and the one area where I am disappointed in. Mm -hmm. With Fizdale is a defense because I did I did think the Knicks would be a better defensive team. I, I did do. You know, so I don't know what Fizdale needs to do to get them back on the right track to play consistent defense, but Fizdale needs to definitely fix that within the team. I think. Like what? Like what? And this goes back to our old our old discussion too about lineups. Mm -hmm. And if anybody has kind of uh uh uh. Oh, what word I call it? a tiff with Fizdale? <laughs> you know, so if anybody has a problem with Fizdale, and you know what? Uh, just to be fair, Knicks fans in general always have a problem with coach lineups. Yeah, every single year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty <one>. much. <laughs> <laughs> but this one thing people are upset about with Fizdale is about lineups. Yeah, mostly because of how bad the defense have been so far. Yeah. Um, granted, though. I really believe no matter what lineup we put out there, we still are going to catch these L's. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not winning any we're games regardless. Winning. We'd be marginally better. Like, yeah. uh, the defense would be better, and then the offense would go down. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like it's like, it's like like we can't win either way. It's it's just that, you know, I don't know what it, I don't know what Fizz are going to have to do, but it's like he's going to have to try to find some way where, the, where what we lose on defense or what we lose on offense, it kind of bounces out in some way, so it yeah. makes it a bit more even. Like, we have, like, an even defensive effort and an even offensive effort. I don't know if that'll be possible, but... I don't know either. <laughs> but, like, I, it does seem like, in general to me, he does have 
I mean, every coach does, it seems like. Mm-hmm. He has a weird affinity for certain players. Yeah. He seems like he favors Moody and Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, they can't do no wrong at all. Yeah. Um. Only recently have you seen Tim Hardaway Jr.'s minutes kind of dip. But he still got that starting spot, though, he regardless. He still got the starting spot. <laughs> he still got the, but that's like the first sign, usually. The first sign, usually, with Fizz mm-hmm. is the before he pulls you. As he dips your minutes. Yeah. And then phase two is he put phase two is he pulls you. Yeah. But uh it seems like Timmy is kinda of fighting back because he got he scored Yeah, he's he scored he scored over twenty points today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. efficiently as well. Yeah. So maybe he's working with the fire. Maybe something is happening there. Mm-hmm. And he's showing an improvement. Well who knows? Yeah. But that's the one thing I feel like Fizz should pay attention to. Like I know the defense is bad, and I know guys have to get better defensively, and we're young, mm-hmm. so they don't really understand the defensive concepts yet. But I still feel like he could he could have infused more defense in the starting lineup and spots. Mainly to me, Dotson. Yeah, I think so. I think mainly to me, Dotson for Tim Hardaway Jr. at some point should have happened mm-hmm. just to, just to keep things consistent. Yeah, even if Tim Hardaway Jr. worked his way back. I still feel like it should have happened at some point. Yeah. Or somewhere. Some something else should have happened. But that's neither here or there. Um overall I feel like Fizz has done a great job. In the minutes. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to our guy, man. I I'll say this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Frank got some DMPs this season. Yes, he has. Do you think they're deserved? Of course, I mean, what like the like the I think one of, like the first time he got DMPs, what he had like no points, no assists, and like against the Pistons, I think. Yeah. Then like the other time that he got the DMPs, it was when I I don't I forgot the opponent, but like he didn't play well that game either, and it seemed like he lacked confidence on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but I think overall, you know, Frank responded well to those DMPs, and right now he's playing well so you have to give Frank his due at the moment yeah I agree with you I, I, I definitely agree with you and you know there's been a lot of buzz around Frank and people really don't know where he stands lately mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're people really don't know where Frank stands in the organization right now it seemed very touch and go-ish yeah. everything is, is, is it's all speculation mm-hmm. but it's very touch and go-ish and, and Frank he kind of feels it yeah. Because you know what? Even after that London game, he was practicing really hard mm-hmm. with Kevin Knox. They were the last people to leave the gym. And he had an interview with Stefan, with, with Bondi, and he actually quoted something. He said, sometimes at the beginning when I was a rookie, sometimes it was tough. I would think about the number I was drafted. Drafted. Little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm the eighth pick. The other guy I'm going after is the whatever pick. On the court, I was not bringing it. Now I don't want to think about it because it's the second season and either your eighth pick or not is not your number that's going to decide whether you are where you are at the end of your career. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously weighed on him. Yeah. And he's also commented and knows that people are talking about him because he also addressed that. Yeah. In the article, saying, I, I, I hear, I hear, I, I see what people... So he's aware of what's happening. Definitely aware of what's happening. Um, 
and a lot of this has to do with the rumors too. Yeah. Because recently, the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. I believe, and the Orlando Magic, yeah, have both reached out and wanted to trade Frank, trade for Frank. Yeah. And let me see if I can get this right. According to reports, there is a little bit of like an internal discussion going oh, on. Oh yeah, but yeah, between um people in the Knicks front office. Right. There's a little debate. Let me see if I can read the exact. Says uh teams have inquired about the twenty year old with the magic and the sons expressing interest according to a source. And this is where it gets interesting. There seems to be a debate within the Knicks mm-hmm. whether to deal or not deal Frank. Yeah. I posted on my Instagram, dog. 53 comments. Mm-hmm. People going crazy. Talking about each other's mothers. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't know basketball. Yeah. <laughs> He's this guy's garbage. This guy's garbage. What do you mean? What do you talk about? He's uh-huh. like Prince. He's the future. He plays defense. Maybe they don't pass. Yeah. He can't score. <laughs> this, you know, you know, this, is com- this is live action. This is uh, dog. That's what I'm saying, man. Frank divides opinion amongst Knicks fans. It's, it's crazy. Like, so you got so many Knicks fans that's on one side, and you got so many Knicks fans on the other side, and they just dude. going back and forth with one another. Dude, dude. How do you feel? Do you feel like, are you, are you giving up on him? Me, personally, I'm not giving up on Frank yet because, look, I understand this is New York City, and we can't be waiting on players to develop and blah, 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 but people have to remember when Frank was drafted, nobody thought that this kid would just all of a sudden become an all-star overnight. Right. Frank was always seen as a project. Yeah. As in a player that's going to probably, you're going to probably see what you're, what you're going to get from him within three to four seasons. Yeah. People forget that. So, you know, so people, I think people concentrate on where he got picked in the draft, number eight. Yeah. And they're thinking that, oh, well, if he's drafted number eight, he should be this type of offensive player for us and this and that. But people are, but people do not remember that he was always drafted as a project. He's always a project. We said that here on this show. Exactly. I still remember when we were talking about that draft episode that I was like, you know, I want Frank mm-hmm. because I like his defensive potential. He seems like he's going to be able to pass the ball. And mm-hmm. He's really good at pick and roll defense, which is our greatest our greatest weakness. Yeah. And I, I acknowledged then that he was going to be a project. I was like, he seems like he's going to be a project. Yeah. He seems like he's going to be a three. I said three years. Now looking at it, I might be four years. I said three years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I said three years. And I I said that knowing he would be a project. So I'm sticking mm-hmm. to my guns as well. Yeah. And um and also um just to touch on why there could be conflict within the Knicks organization, you also have to remember too, like when Frank got drafted, that wasn't Scott Perry's pick nope. too. Like Scott Perry wasn't here when Frank got drafted, so maybe Scott Perry is on the side of like, you know, Cause you know usually like when um, it's the same thing like say for example when a team changes GMs right yeah, and there's a coach already in place, like usually that coach is on a short leash because it, that's not who the GM picked to yeah. coach the team. Usually that's, that's how it is. That's how it is in jobs. Period. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's like you know with Perry and now you know. Maybe Frank's leash is a bit shorter because, at least in Perry's eyes, Frank's leash, is, Frank's leash is a bit shorter because he's not Perry's pick. Right. He's Phil's pick. 
you know, but again, then you have Steve Mills in the organization where Steve Mills was a part of the Knicks organization mm-hmm. when Frank was drafted. Yeah. So which is probably why there's such a conflict within the front office front office at the moment. Yeah. You know, but good point. Yeah, but I mean, overall though, it's like with Frank, I just think people just gotta be patient with the kid. He was always gonna be a project, and even though yes, Frank is inconsistent, I think me personally, he's shown me enough within the year, the the season and a half he's played for us, where I'm willing to wait a bit to see if he can get to a point where he's consistent in his performances. Yeah, yeah. Yo, pull up, pull up the Dave, the Dave Fizdale quote real quick. But I want to, I want to say this too. Like, as of now, in the beginning of the season, you're looking for small victories, right? Mm-hmm. With these young, these young players are developing. The beginning of the season. He seemed a lot more. He seemed tentative. He seemed like his. He didn't want to go to the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, his shot was falling. Yeah. But then after the shot was falling, he seemed tentative. He didn't want to go to the rim. Right now, to me, it seems like he's playing the right way. Over the last three or four games, I'll, I'll take that London game out of it. Yeah. <laughs> But even though he was setting up his players like yeah, up his players yeah, 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 and and, and, and I think and I think and I think he played with good energy on defense yeah. too that London game also. But I feel like he's been making the right plays and he's been mixing up being aggressive and taking shots. Yeah. Overall, the shots to me right now the shots just unfalling. Mm-hmm. And to me, he even looks more confident in the last few games. The yeah. shots just aren't falling. So I think the, I think if he keeps going at this rate, the, mm-hmm. the shots are gonna fall. Mm-hmm. And, He's going to catch a little bit of a groove. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so the quote that David Fisdale said about Frank is, well, yeah, I'm just going to read this quote from Ian Begley because Ian Begley is the one that posted it. Um, David Fisdale said the Knicks see Frank Nilekin as a winning player and a distributor who will fill a necessary role on a team with multiple scores. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's something that Knicks fans and Frank stands. What's going on, Frank stands? <laughs> 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 What's going on, Frank Stans? For, for my... Hey, ah, ah, ah. And for my Frank haters on YouTube, uh-huh. I know y'all turning this part of, of, the, of the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a point that people have been making. Frank is the, a distributor. He's not a guy who's a one-on-one guy. When mm-hmm. guys are here that can shoot, yeah, and who are who want to who who want to take more shots, he's gonna be more viable. But go ahead, keep, keep going. All right, the Knicks have that in Chris as Porzingis, Kevin Knox, and Tim Hardaway Jr. That will only be more apparent if they add a top free agent this summer. Then Fizda went on to say, if you've got enough guns, you're going to need somebody to move that ball or those guns are going to go after each other's throats. Facts. That's just the balance that you have to find in your team and your roster as you build it. That's what I see in Frank right now. I think a lot of people see the same thing. Even though we, even though we've all heard the different things that people want him to be, we're thinking big picture. Who's big, a winner? Who's a winner? Damn it! Who's going to be a guy that can help us win next year and into the future? That's how we're looking at Frank. And I'm gonna say, I, I'll. That's how most Frank fans feel. Yeah. And, it's interesting because um, Frank fans give Fizz some slack a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that because a lot of Frank fans want to hang Fizz for even picking Emmanuel Moody over Frank at all. 
<laughs> right? At all. Like, there's a balance here. There's a balance. Frankie's not the only guy on the team. Yeah. He's not the only person who's supposed to be developed on this team. Exactly. I understand contractually, he it is in our best interest to develop him. Yeah, because Frank is going to actually be on the contract. Right. But at the same time, we have, like, a whole team of young squad. You have a whole young squad in general. Yeah. So you, it's not fair just to ignore everybody else just to baby Frank. Like, there's a point when Willie Hernan Gomez was here mm-hmm. and people wanted to play Willie and he was whining because he wanted to get playing time. I was like, yo, he needs to earn it just like everybody else. Uh, I have to admit, I was one of those guys. I was like, free Willie! Yeah, I know. You were a free Willie trade. And I was like, nah, boy. Especially because that man wasn't playing no damn defense. Yeah. I was like, nah, dog. You need to earn that. Yeah. You need to earn that. And and they shipped him out. Yeah, and then on top of that, he's not even getting much playing time in Charlotte. So nah. it's like, ah. <laughs> exactly. It was like weird because he went to Charlotte. And he's like, okay, he, he he's happy to be out of there. But yeah, the depth in Charlotte was even worse than the Knicks. Like, he's, he wasn't getting no burn in Charlotte with Dwight Howard. It was Dwight exactly. Howard there, there at the time. Like, come on. Yeah, and then, and then on top of that, like, it seemed like we drafted the worst Hernan Gomez brother because the other Hernan Gomez brother in De- Endeavor is balling. So it's like, it's what? Like, <laughs> she. <laughs> but I mean, it was time to move on. Yeah. Whatever. I, I was, I was kind of on that wave a little early. And uh, Ryan was mad at me. Yeah, I was I was definitely on that free willy. Yeah, he's on the free willy. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely on the free willy, but for a different reason. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> go free. Yeah. Go somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm on the stay Frank train. I'm on that. Yeah, I'm on the stay. Yeah, stay Frank train too. Yeah, I'm on definitely on the stay Frank train. Oh man, so um, I'm hoping uh hope hoping that Frank starts to hit his shots and mm-hmm. people can get off of this Frank man. Yeah, exactly. And I also got get one off his th- Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and also got one thing. I also got one thing to add too. I think people forget that. Well, what the Knicks organization is trying to do right now, they're trying to build an eventual eventual winner. And you need players on the team that that play certain roles. You know what I'm saying? At worst, what Frank is going to be a defensive stopper at worst. 3D. I'm telling you the three-point shot. Action, and matter of fact, mm-hmm. his numbers. I, I don't know his numbers correct. Since he's been back in December, he's been shooting like upwards 38, 38 37% from three since he's been back. That's good. Which is pretty damn good. Yeah, but as I was saying, like, you need players to play certain roles on the team, especially on championship teams. Yeah. At worst, Frank is gonna be is gonna be a defensive stopper. You need somebody on your squad where if say, for example, the other team's best player is going off, you need somebody on the squad where you know where you'll be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Stick that guy and slow him down. Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? So it's like I understand. I understand the frustrations with Frank from some Word. players, but at the same time, it's like you do need players like that on your team. If, Foresight. Exactly. If you if you aspire to be a championship team, you need players like that. Definitely need those guys. Yeah. So. So I'm on. I'm on the keep Frank train. Yep. And I, I'm hoping that train stays here. And there's a lot of trains that's happening coming in and out this station. Possibly yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all. Uh, Enos Kansas, Enos Kansas, Enos Kansas. There, uh, there was a rumor last last week we talked about how there was a trade that was supposed to go down or, or talk, was being talked about. Mm-hmm. Enos Kanter, Sacramento for Zach Randolph. And that was those are the main pieces. He was hoping some other pieces were going to come for that. Yeah. That deal fell apart. Right? Yeah. So, yep. um... <sighs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like, "Why are you on?" Because East Kansas is our best player. It's like, 
Last, listen, man, with Luke and Mitch on the scene, we gonna be alright. Yeah, and then as then again, like the Knicks are ten and thirty five. So it's like if we have to pick priority right now, it would be developing Cornet and Mitch. Exactly, and it's interesting too because. I remember once upon a time when Enos Cantor was throwing fits. Mm-hmm. David Fizdale says, I'm going to find a way to have a two-center lineup. You remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, really? How's that? How, how, you know, who are you going to sit? Who yeah. are you going to sit for the two center lineup? Von Lay? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and the funny thing, too, is that Fizz actually tried that two center lineup today if you were watching the game. Yeah, but not. Mm. Yeah, he had he had Mitch and Kent on the court together. And I'm looking at that, I'm like, um, Fizz, you sure this going to work? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he tried it. It was interesting, the timing of it, too, because Cornette mm-hmm. injured his ankle. Yeah. Twisted his ankle today, and he tried that lineup after Cornette twisted his ankle, which was interesting. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I'll, what, well, all right, whatever. Enos Cantor ends up coming in after he, he was the third big off the bench after mm-hmm. Cornette twisted and his Mitch. ankle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after the game... He had some pretty strong words. Strong. Strong, strong words. Interesting comments. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and let me get me pull this up real quick as I'm looking for his exact quote. Uh, it says Enos Cantor said he's not happy with being out of the rotation, which he learned of from a conversation with David Fisdale after the New York Knicks return to London. Well, return to New York City from London. Yeah, from London. (laughs) He said he loves New York but wants to play and he let his agent Mark Bartelestein and Knicks manager handle the next steps. (laughs) Bruh. 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 Which basically means I want that trade. He publicly asked for a trade. <laughs> Yo, this guy, man. Oh, my God. He asked for a trade without asking for a trade. He's yep. like, Yo, he, he told that line yep. so, so meticulously. Like, he said just enough not to get fined. Exactly. But basically, Cantor's being passive-aggressive. Yeah, man. Like, come on. Like, ah. Oh. Mr. Team Player. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, hey, I mean, you find out about a player when you put him in a tough situation, and we found out, and we definitely found out about Cantor now. It's like, dog, I understand you don't want just keep that in-house. Like, this is this is the thing I hate, man. Leverage is everything in this league. Uh huh. Leverage is everything. Once once you start saying stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're driving the price down. <laughs> you're driving the price down. Exactly. Now. Like, we can't, now we can't move you. For- yeah, like you're not, you know, you don't help the organization by putting all that out there. Honestly, he he don't care. He just want to leave. Yeah, pretty much. So seems like the end of the Enos Cantor era is happening before our eyes. When is yeah. the trade deadline? 
February 7th. February 7th. Today is MLK Day. It's a few weeks away, man. Yep. Stay tuned. It could get mucky. could get ugly. Most definitely. Yeah, man. <sighs> it's interesting, too, because right now we actually need him because mm-hmm. Luke Cornette sprained his ankle. Yeah, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. But um, you know what? Whatever, whatever. This, this, I, I'll use Enos Cantor to segue into this. It's, this season, we already talked about the good and the bad of Fisdale a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's past the midway point of the season. Yep. What do you feel like? What's the? How do you feel about the season so far? What are the good things you've seen? Mm-hmm. What are the bad things you've seen? Yeah. So far in the season, man. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of tough because if you th- if you think about the season overall, if I have to go by the way I felt before the season started. I'd be like, I'm, I'm disappointed currently because I thought the Knicks would be a better team. But then when I think about the players who the Knicks could potentially get in the upcoming NBA draft, I'm not so disappointed. <laughs> you, you, nah. you, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, it's kind of weird that way. Um, as for what I like from this Knicks team, basically the only thing I like is player development. You know, I like the way the young players are coming along. The things I don't like about this Knicks team, oh, there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot. You know, <laughs> we kind of already kind of touched on the likes yeah. if you really, really think about it. I yeah. mean, I like the player development. I like the culture. Yeah. I like how, you know, um, we talked about Rebecca Harlow mm-hmm. being with the team, and it seems like they're still together even when we're playing bad. It seems yeah. like there's still some type of camaraderie there, and people still want to be here like Mario, even though they're not playing. You know, yeah. they're DMPs, which is crazy. Mario and Trey Burke said the same thing. Word. So the, the culture thing is a good thing. Yeah. All right, so what we, we you know what we're going to do? Because we're, we're a balanced show. We're going to talk about the good and the bad. Yeah. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Now, the bad. The bad. The defense. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, the Knicks cannot put in a consistent defensive effort. Um... What else is bad about this team? Um, the passing. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, most definitely the lack of ball movement kills me sometimes with this team. Um, also, dead. I think we're dead last. Yeah, an assist, something like that. Close to dead last assist. Close to dead last. I think we are might be dead last in the offensive efficiency. Yeah, but the Knicks are not an efficient offensive team whatsoever. The Knicks often have spells where they cannot buy a basket. You know, um, let's get more specific. Who? Who do you feel is the biggest thorn in your side in this Knicks team? I already know where this is going to go. The biggest thorn in my side on yes. this Knicks team? <laughs> oh, man. It's it's not even due to play, really. It's due to contract. Tim Hardaway Jr. is the biggest thorn in my Jr. side. We all knew that was coming, right? <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. is enemy number one. He's been playing a little bit better recently. Yeah, he has. Plastic fasciitis. Maybe he's is wearing away. Who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe he's getting more rest. Who knows? Yeah. He's number one. Yeah, but I mean, if you want me to be real, real about it, it's not it's not Tim Hardaway Jr.'s fault that he got that contract. You have to put that on Steve Mills. Okay, yeah, I mean. So, so I mean. Bruh. Let them alone with the pen. I understand. So, I mean, if you want me to be real, real about it, 
Maybe that biggest thorn in my side is Steve Mills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Timmy's going to Timmy, man. He's a six man. Exactly. So, I mean, but then again, you know, as I said, um, with Tim Hardaway Jr. is mainly the contract. You know, if Tim Hardaway Jr. was on a better contract, I would stick with him. But it's just the fact that I want the Knicks to think big. I want the Knicks to think big name free agency. With Tim Hardaway Jr. contract on the books, the Knicks cannot think big. No. And big name free agency. So thinking from thinking about it from that perspective, like, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. has to be the biggest thorn on my side this season for the Knicks. Yeah. I would think Tim Hardaway Jr. is one A. Mm-hmm. Ian's canter right now might be one B. Yeah, he's up yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's up there too because he's being a he's he's being a real chatty patty right yeah, now. Yeah, man, he's a chill with that man. They ain't go get him, dog. Yeah. They ain't go get him. Like I and Fizdale's lack of responsibility, his lack of discipline on on Tim Hardaway Jr. still bothers me. Mm-hmm. I think is the biggest things that bother me this season. I really, really wish he got it together and actually benched this guy and at least played. To, at least in the beginning of the season when he saw he was going left and they knew he had plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. I wish. I really, really wish we played Courtney Lee a lot more. Yeah. Just to raise his value, because I still kind of feel like he was kind of playing a little bit better. If he just got some more minutes, maybe he would have raised his value. And this would have been a simpler trade. Like, like Because right now, we think, we're thinking we have to attach a pick or something to him. Yeah. To move him. And that might not be likely. Hmm. And you know what, too? I'm, I'm going to throw Frank on there a little bit as well. I... Because I wanted to see more from Frank this season. Even though I'm still rooting from Frank, I'm not a fr- like I'm not like one of those guys who thinks Frank should leave. Mm-hmm. I still believe in Frank, but I wanted him to be a little bit more further along. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. And and I know a lot of people are like, well, Fisdale should play more, and da, 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 da. and I do believe he should play him more at certain points. Mm-hmm. But I, I really I feel like no, I feel like Fizz kind of handled him okay. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Yeah, he fan he handled him. It's a confidence thing. I, I'm just, I, I guess, I'm more disappointed that his confidence was wavering so much. I just wanted, I just wanted that for him. Mm-hmm. But I, I still have hope that he, he's able to turn around at the end of the season. Yeah. So those are my biggest disappointments for me this season far. Um, I kind of like what Dotson is is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like what Knox is doing. Yeah. Like he stepped up since the big debacle of him. You know, talking about he's not aggressive enough, and mm-hmm. he's had some great games, even though he's been slumping a little. A little yeah, bit. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like Knox has been playing good ever since that article came out. Yeah. In, um, what was it? The New York, New York Post, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Knox has been playing good ever since that article. Yeah, I really like what I've seen from Vonley. He's been up and down as well, but it's still, if he, he's having the best season of his career, so even though he's up and down. Taking a step in the right direction is good. Is a good look for my, in my eyes. Um, so those guys, I really, I like. I really like what they've shown for me. I wish I would have seen more from Trey Burke to me as well. Mm-hmm. And Mario. Yeah. Those guys. And Moutier too. I like what I've seen from Moutier too. He's still in the bubble for me. I, I like yeah. what I've seen. But. I really want to see a little bit more on one end, and I don't know. If I'm, I don't know yeah. if I'm asking too much of him. Yeah, uh, no, you're not asking too much from that man's defense is atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, she. Like, 
I want to see a little bit. I like I like the strides and shout out to the coaching staff too because they really fixed that little hitch he had in the shot. Yeah, and it's looking a lot smoother and they give him a lot of confidence. So I'm not crapping on Booyah because he's been pretty good. He's been our best point guard this season. Yeah, but I just want a little bit more defensively in general. And and that's something that Frank gives. Yes, he does. And that is why, a huge reason why, teams want him. And there was a big rumor that happened. A Frank was, uh, there was a rumor that a, a, a trade was proposed. Um, you know this trade, right? You know where I'm going with this, Ryan? Where is it? Where is it with the Dallas, um, the Dallas Mavericks? Yes. Because we, we talked a little bit about Dennis Smith Jr. last week. Yeah. There was a rumor going around that said there might be a trade proposed. Frank Ilikina and Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. for Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews. Yeah. Now, I was really excited to ask Ryan this question <laughs> because he really wants Tim gone at seemingly all costs. <laughs> <laughs> And this deal would get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. And he's been about that life. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, was definitely ready to ship Moody out of here just to get Tim Hardaway. He was steadfast in his belief that if he, if yo, if he, if that's going to clear cat space, you do it. Yeah. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that would clear cap space. Wesley Matthews is an expiring contract. Dennis Smith Jr. for all intents and purposes uh-huh. probably has maybe a, a higher value in this league than Frank. Perceptively. Yeah, but I mean at the moment they're pretty much same value because they are they're because they're back to back draft picks, so same similar value at the moment. Hmm. I mean, listen, he's scoring what, what, 14? Yeah, like 14 a game, 15 a game. So presumably he might have a higher value today. Yeah. Would you make that? I see your pain on your (laughs) face, dog. My guy is tearing up. I don't know if you see. I wish we had a camera person to zoom in. (laughs) If we had a camera person, if you want to be a camera person, holler at me. Because, listen, I want to see the pain on this guy's face right now. I want you guys to see the pain that I see. (laughs) He is... Cause he, mm. oh man, oh, would you do it? You getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. Expiring. That is room for a max contract. That's what you wanted, bro. Yeah, I know. Um, that's what you want. Is this what you want? Isn't that why? <laughs> isn't that why you are here? Oh man, this this is tough because, as I said, I do not want to give up on Frank yet. Because I do see the potential in Frank, and I just want to see if he can create that consistency to um be a good player every night, every game for the Knicks. Um, eighteen million gone though. The rent's a free agent. It's tough because <laughs> with Dennis Smith Jr. now, it's like I have to think about it because if you look at the Knicks right now. What would you say the Knicks need? Do the Knicks need a player that can actually play defense or the Knicks need a player that can 
get more points on the on the scoreboard. Do the Knicks need Kevin Durant? <laughs> <laughs> Do the Knicks need Kevin Durant? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going front. Like I would have to really mull over this trade. Like I would have to really sleep on this and really Yo, think you about hate it. Mail you're gonna get right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but if I have to choose, I'd rather explore other opportunities mm. to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. Mm. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna give up on Frank yet. It's tough because, in my opinion, I feel like the Knicks need a defensive player more than somebody who's just gonna put buckets on the board. Because what happens to, I don't care, huh? Yeah, I do want his contract to go, but only if certain pieces go with him. I'm willing to Von Lee, I'm willing to sacrifice Moutier. Would you do Von Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Vonley, Vonley is tough too. Uh, uh, like Vonley, I would have to think about it. But uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice Moutier. I'm willing to sacrifice Burke. I'm willing to sacrifice who else? Um, who else? I'm, who else am I forgetting right now? Dotson. No, 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 no. I'm keeping Dotson. I'm willing to sacrifice Cornet. I, I, I like Cornet at the moment though. That's what makes it tough. <laughs> But the thing is, is like, there, there are players on the roster that I would sacrifice. I would sacrifice a second round pick if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely not sacrificing a first. That's out. That's no, out of the that's, question. I, I feel you on that. Yeah, so I'm willing to sacrifice other players as a sweetener to accept Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. But with Frank, it's like I just feel like it's too early to give up. I understand. If if this was like if this was more like the third or fourth season, and he was performing like this, I'd be more comfortable to trade him. But at the moment, I'm like, second season, this kid is a project. Let's at least see by the third, fourth season where he is. If he's still at the same point in the next couple of seasons, then I'll be like, okay, we trade him. Because he hasn't really shown any progress in like four seasons. We've given him enough time to really, you know, I come, feel, to, come yeah, into his own. You know what I'm saying? But right now, I just feel like it's too early. And I just don't want to have that seller's remorse where it's like, down the line. Yeah, I, I decided to give up on Frank. 40% from 3 and Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and he becomes a legit 3 and D player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on Dennis Smith Jr. Like, I know Dennis Smith Jr. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I know Dennis don't tell me, these lies. I know Dennis Smith Jr. is a good offensive player, but I just feel like... Mine, but I just feel like the Knicks... I just feel like... I, <laughs> I, I, just, I just feel like the Knicks do not play good defense. And bringing in another player who's not going to play defense is not going to help the Knicks. That's how I feel. All right. I'm going to say this. I would have to think about it if I knew. I might have to do it if I knew. No, I would do it. If I knew Durant was coming. Mm-hmm. If Durant was coming, it was like, yo, you got to give up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Frank Lucina. Yeah. I would, I would do it. I would, I would cry. 
<laughs> I played it. I would, I'd be like, it's so hot. Yeah. I, I would be crying, but I would do it. And then wave. And then, like, call him in two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, remember us? Yeah. Oh, it was Durant. Like, dog, it was Durant. Yeah. Like, it's Durant. <laughs> yeah, French fans here. You know, so uh-huh. I, I would try to, like, see if I could finagle another piece, though. Mm-hmm. But, um... Here's the thing. And I'll say the same thing about this Von Lake thing, too. I said it before and I'll say it again. I don't believe Kevin Durant is coming to New York. I don't see it right now. Mm-hmm. We are not the only team in the hunt for a max player this season. The Los Angeles Clippers are sitting over there loading up. Mm-hmm. To me, if I'm a free agent, yeah, and I'm looking at the Clippers, who are busting ass mm-hmm. with limited personnel, and on top of that, we'll have room for two max free agents? Yeah. Oh, I'm calling. Two. That means two off the market, off the drip. Yeah. So you're looking at who's shaky, you're looking at KD, you're looking at Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, are you looking at Kawhi too? And you're thinking, damn. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the biggest competition we got right now. Yeah. And that's two off the books. One, two, boom, boom. Because mm-hmm. you know you're going to call each other like, yo, let's team up. Yeah. And then you're looking at other teams who can possibly sign an extra agent. You're still looking at the 76ers who have to re-sign Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. You're still looking at Brooklyn, who's doing better, who's doing well now. And no one's talking about that, but Brooklyn's doing well, and people might want to play for them. Yeah. We have competition. Mm-hmm. And when you start to factor all that in, I'm more hesitant to give away some role players right now. Some of these essential role players. I, I feel like I would rather keep most of the, a lot of the team together mm-hmm. and still keep going rolling with these short-term deals. Knowing that we're not, we're probably going to strike out this season. Mm-hmm. Even though it's looking good for us mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Because we still have KP coming back. We still have a top draft pick. And we'll be doing, we be doing well. Yeah. But unless we can, unless we can, unless like they have a plan where we, we're, we are clearing two max free agents as well. Mm-hmm. Then I, I, I would feel more confident. Yeah. But I just don't see it with the landscape that's happening right now. I don't see us competing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely um, understand where you're coming from. But my whole mindset is that even if the Knicks are at a disadvantage compared to other teams that can possibly learn these big-name free agents, I just feel like at the end of the day, you have to at least set the Knicks up to where it's a possibility that they can bring in a big-name free agent. Like, I just don't, I just don't feel like you keep certain contracts on your books just because you don't believe that, you know, a free a big-name free agent will come because you also have to think about it, too. Like, the way the Knicks are set up right now, their fortunes can change overnight, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have KP back healthy, and then right there, that's going to be another plus maybe 10 to 20 wins, maybe. Right. Then you're going to bring in possibly Zion Williamson or, or Barrett or Morant, somebody from 
the upcoming NBA draft, who's a top talent oh, and, yeah. and, and possibly a franchise changer to go along with KP, who's a franchise changer as well. Yeah. So, you know, right there, it's like, okay, the Knicks have a great young core of KP, Knox, whoever they draft, and the, the plethora of other young talent the Knicks have. You know, maybe a big name free, free agent might look at the, at the Knicks situation also take into a fact that, okay, the Knicks are a big market team. You know, I, I can possibly gain more money on the side due to spon due to different sponsorships and stuff. You know, maybe I, you know, I can come to New York and play with these young guys and help develop them, and help develop them along and become a playoff team. Right. And then there's like worst case scenarios, like okay, say for example, you know, Knicks don't get anybody, and we and we end up do trading away Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract or Courtney Lee's contract, whatever the case may be. Like worst case scenario, it's like. Okay, with KP and everybody, bad Knicks possibly become like maybe a thirty-win team or so. Right. And you and you possibly gonna still be in the lottery again. Yeah. You say bringing say bringing another young talent. To no, that's that's the thing though. My thing is this: to get like to me, trading Tim Hardaway Jr. and trading Courtney Lee is not the problem to me. Mm -hmm. The problem is we most likely have to attach an asset. Yeah. Like I'm not sure if a second round is gonna do it for all these things. It was. I feel like. It's, Somebody we like has to go. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah. That's why people like to trade. People like to trade because they get somebody they like. Yeah. So you're looking at who's likable here. Mm -hmm. All those people who are likable is going to hurt the trade. That's just what it is. Dawson's likable. Vonley's likable. Mm -hmm. Some One of those guys I go. Like, I feel like for a trade to happen, somebody mm -hmm. we like has to go. Yeah. I mean, you would hope in my mind, it'd be dope if Moody is the one that's liked. Mm-hmm. Cause then you still have, I can still eye Morant, yeah, coming into the next. I can still say let's draft Morant, still keep Frank, mm -hmm. and have KP and Knox, and now I feel like that would be like a nice little yeah, like trio going forward. Or even if you're going for Zion, but I'm, I'm I feel like I'm starting to lean towards Morant a little bit, if you can't tell. But um, even if you're going for Zion, right? But uh -huh. like just the, I still feel like. End of the day, you have to get rid of an asset, like a, a good one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and I'm willing to part with others more than some, obviously. You know, um, as I said, Moutier definitely. I will, I will part with Moutier because in Moutier's situation, it's like, um, I, uh, it's a, I think it's the kicker coming in next season where, where I think like. Was it like a twelve point eight million on the cap or something like that? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, because I don't think Knicks would be able to resign him, especially if he gets that money elsewhere. So I would be, I would be willing to part with Moutier. I like Vonley. Yeah. You know, but thinking about it, I'm like, if Vonley continues to to perform well, the Knicks aren't going to have the money to resign him either. So it's like, if you can get somebody back from him now, you might as well try. Or if you can trade him away and and he helps remove. Cap space from the Knicks, you would make that move, um, and and I and I guess I mean I guess in that case you gotta consider Frank too then because it's like, you know Frank is a young prospect where, you know there there are markets willing to wait on a prospect to develop you know like, you know like a um, a Dallas or other or you know other many other organizations around the NBA where. You know, maybe pulling in a big name free agent is gonna be difficult for them. So, yeah. they, so they so they would be more willing to wait on a Frank Nilakina to develop, as opposed to like say, the big market team like the Knicks, where it's like everything is, 
one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. You got to yeah, live up yeah, now, yeah, now, that, now. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and so. I wonder what the Knicks are thinking, too, because I wonder if the Knicks are trying to really change their ways and think that, you know what, we want to sit and wait and develop, or are we mm-hmm. just going to trade young assets? Because, you know, at the beginning, it was like, we're not trading young assets yeah. for somebody we can sign a free agency. They had that whole spiel. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder if that's going to keep, if that's going to be true to, to word. I mean, I mean, shoot. I mean, I'm already surprised because if we had somebody else <laughs> in our front office like Isaiah Thomas or any of the dudes, other dudes we had last decade, I oh, mean, yeah, shit. trades have been happening. Exactly, Picking. like dude, dudes would have been they gone already. Exactly, ouchie. dudes would have been gone already, oh, yo. Yeah, you know about that. You know it. You definitely know it. You've been shipped out here, fat. The first thing, smoking. Exactly, yo. <laughs> Frank would have never even made it past the first season, yo. He would have been gone halfway through the season. That's a fizzat. But yeah, man. It's gonna be interesting to see what to see what's gonna happen with Frank and the rest of these guys coming moving forward with the um So you would move Vonley. You, you would trade Vonley to the 76ers? I mean, now that I think about it, like You would trade because somebody yeah. was talking about you would trade because I was on post game live, they was talking about maybe moving Vonley, packaging Vonley and Courtney Lee mm-hmm. to the 76ers for like a for uh Wilson Chandler. Yeah. And a pick. You would do that. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like, you have to think about it. Would the Knicks have the space to re-sign Vonley next season? Possibly not, because didn't the person say, like, the Knicks would only be able to offer Vonley, like, two mil? Yeah, but it's like, my thing is this. It all really depends on who's going to be here and who's not. Mm-hmm. I think that's my whole bottom line. Yeah. If the Knicks strike out in free agency, we're going to have to fill our roster up. Yeah. Short deals are not going to have to fill it up. So, like, we're not going to be giving, you know, $25 million contract. You know, well, of course gonna not. You're going to have Hardaway. You're going to have Keenan Tandro off the books and mm-hmm. all these guys come off the books. So, we're going to have to fill up the roster. Yeah. So, I would like to keep guys who play defense and who can guard the Greek freak on the team. <laughs> 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 Personally, uh-huh. especially in my mind, I'm thinking we're not going to be able to get a free agent this season because mm-hmm. because we're not really winning. Yeah, then that's why I probably would try to angle to keep him. Mm-hmm. You do run the risk of having Vonley go to seventy because people are like, oh, trade him and then bring him back and then convince him to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, trade him, get the asset, and then as you trade him, tell him, listen, this is a business, mm-hmm. but we want you back though. So keep us in mind when we trade when we're trading. You know, keep us in mind. We, you got your start here. Mm-hmm. We taught you how to. We, we let you dribble. You know what I'm saying? We let you push the ball. No one knew until you came with us that you could push the ball. Yeah. Just consider us in free agency. And maybe he'll he'll come back. Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's an admiral, admiral. You know way to look at things. But you can also like cheesesteaks mm-hmm. and winning and stay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Sixers do have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy I mean, Butler. They got it might be a little bit hard to leave after you make the playoffs and eat all the cheesesteaks you want. Exactly. I'm just saying. So that might you might just be gift wrapping them fondly. Yeah. So, but I just be prepared to lose him because if he moves to me in my in my mind, uh-huh. if the Knicks move him, he ain't coming. He ain't coming back. He's not. Yeah. He's not. I mean, I mean, hey, being a Knicks fan, we're used to it anyway. We used to play staying for only one season and being gone the next season anyway. So. Perch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. The sad, sad, sad truth. For real. <laughs> uh, 
You know, we talked everything to nausea, man. You know what? We're going to talk a little bit about this game. Yeah. Versus the the Thunder. Yeah, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes, man. I had a dream. Yes. I had a dream that our defense didn't suck for the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, that Knicks defense was terrible. Yeah, man. It didn't, really, it didn't actually play out the way I wanted it to. Nah. But, um, yeah, the Thunder smacked the Knicks 127-109 at the world's most famous arena. Oh. oh. Paul George had 31 points. Oh. Dennis Schroeder had 17 points off the bench. Oh. Russell Westbrook had a near triple-double, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Jeremy Grant had 16.6 rebounds. Oh. Every time I hear Jeremy Grant, I know, right? Like, I get flashbacks. Exactly, the trash brother. Oh, no, <laughs> no, come on, no. <laughs> Unnecessary. Uh, Nick's great. Nick's trash. Oh, my. <laughs> um, Abdel Nader had 16.6 rebounds off the bench. Whose man's is this? Oh. Um. Steven Adams had 10.7 rebounds. Okay, we're going to get to the next stats. Tim Hardaway Jr. led the way, 23 points on 7 of 14 shooting from the field. Hardaway had a great game for once. I'll take it. Yes, I'll take he, it. He's, yes. been, he's, been, he's been trending up. Most definitely. A little bit. Alonzo Trier, 16 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds off the bench. Second great game for Alonzo. He had 10 for 10 for the free throw he had, line. Yeah, 10 of 10 from the free and throw line. And he was diming up Mitch, dog. Yes, he was. Woo! That connection off the pick and roll. Lovely. Emmanuel Moutier, 14 points. All right, all right. He seemed like he was hitting every layup he can. Like, he, he was on, but... Yeah, but uh, that plus and minus will say otherwise. Yeah. Um, Enos Cantor... Was trying to shake off some rust. Eleven points, only three rebounds. I mean, all right. I'll just leave that quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Noah Vonley had ten points, five rebounds. All right, Vonley. Okay, all right. All right so we're gonna get to the team stats. The Knicks allowed the Thunder to shoot fifty-four percent from the field and fifty-one point seven percent from three. Bruh. What makes that significant is that the Thunder are the worst three-point shooting team in the league. Bruh. 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 And um, the Thunder out-rebounded the Knicks 49-36. to 36. And let's see, what else? Is there anything else that stands out? No, not, not really. The Thunder had 19 turnovers, too, and they still smacked us. Ah, like, yo, this, 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 this <laughs> game was just... I feel like we just lazy. I don't know what it was. I mean, the Knicks... Tim Hardaway Jr. Was, com was complaining about the lack of sleep between the, the long road trip and the mm -hmm. London trip. and So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. But the Knicks were just really lethargic. Yeah, they were. They looked really out of sorts, really... One step behind everything. They didn't look like they were really playing hard. And then, mm. firstly, that first quarter. It was yeah, they, they fell by 22 in the first quarter, which is pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. I just, in general, I just really like the way Frank played this game. We talked about it earlier. He played yeah. both sides of the ball pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Mitch was very, very, Yeah, very, he was very active. Very active. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows. He played 15 minutes of reckless abandon. Yeah, he got, <laughs> got fouled out. Fouled out. He was, he was back, you know. Yeah. He, he played well in that London game, too. I like yeah, the way he, he played in that London yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to love Mitch, man. Yeah. You got to love Mitch and his energy. 
for real. But he was definitely a standout. Trier, I, just, I like Trier mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he had, he had a career high eight assist. Career high eight assist. And he still dribbles a little bit too much, but you know, it's okay. It's yeah. Cool. I mean, at least this game he was definitely finding other teammates yes. for easy bus for easy on buckets. So exactly. that's definitely a positive so right it's there. A positive. Yeah. But um, I don't know anybody else. Dotson. I mean, I still if Dotson plays well, it does. I still usually like Dotson. I don't even mention him a lot. Mm-hmm. Ever since he's been free, free dot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dotson, he's just been solid. Yeah. He, he's been, even if he's not shooting well. Yeah, he's a solid contributor either way. Either way. Yeah, Knox had a cold game today, you know, but it's to be expected from a rookie. You can't expect every game he's going to, like, perform well, so. Yeah, and the, there was some intriguing, they, there was some weird intriguing things that happened in this game, like Paul George got some superstar calls yeah. that I didn't like. Um, There was a Raymond Felton chant that broke oh, out. Oh, yeah. Of <laughs> it was like, oh, man. Bruh. <laughs> Former Nick Great Raymond Felton. Former Nick Great Raymond Felton. <laughs> I, I just felt like the Knicks, the Knicks fans were just bored because the Knicks were getting smacked, and they were just oh, like, yeah. say like, you know what? Let's just just, just chant Raymond Felton's name just to chant it. Hey, man, like we gotta entertain ourselves somehow. Word. Before Nick Great, let's give him some love. I'm exactly. And, and what I found funny too was that when he was chanting his name, you saw the Thunder players on the bench doing the clap too along with the fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we winning, might as well join in. Exactly. And. That was yeah, that was interesting, and that was really the only interesting things about this this real game. Really, there was nothing else. Yeah, the Knicks just played terrible defense throughout the game as a team, and um, yeah, it was over. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I liked how Vrain played. Yeah, I liked how he ran the team. He got a lot of hockey assists. His, his, he seemed to control the pace well. I liked how he played, mm-hmm. and even though Moody played well statistically, he it looked like empty stats a little bit. Too yeah, because defensively he just wasn't not good whatsoever and I think that's why Fizda limited his minutes like 18 minutes word and Frank had 30 yeah. and hopefully that trend continues <laughs> because if Frank is gonna come off the bench and play 30 minutes mm-hmm. I don't have him I don't care he can come off the bench every day it's cool. yeah yeah pretty much it's cool and I, and also um before we move on to like I think that's something we gotta watch out for too because I I, I I don't know if you recall, but like I think I don't know if it was like a couple episodes ago. But remember, we were talking about if we would keep Moody in that starting point guard position, and we were like, it's gonna depend on like how Frank plays. Yeah. And now we and I think now we're kind of seeing the tide turn a bit because Moody has fell off a bit, and now Frank is performing well, and now Frank now it seems like Frank's getting more minutes over Moody. We'll we will see because if Frank keeps doing things like there was a play where he kind of he locked down poor George at the corner yeah there was a play where he locked up Russell Westbrook yeah. for a couple of shots um he was the demon defensively all game in general so if that keeps happening and Moody keeps being blown by Fizz might be eating his word because he has eyes too he has yeah. four of them so he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna realize sooner or later that Frank has, might have to get some burn if the defense just continues to be that bad it's, exactly and, and Frank is actually contributing on the offensive end as well yeah because really, to me, if Frank starts contributing on the offensive end, yeah, right it's now, like a no-brainer. Yeah, Frank would start. To me. Yeah. But we'll see. Yes, we will. Y'all yeah, forgot to mention something. Which brings me to this. I know it's like... Do you want to do the... Hmm... You know what? Let's just, let's, let's just keep, let's keep it moving. We're going to go to our favorite segment. All right. Of the show. Oh, 
picks. The ooh picks. Oh man, do I have any ooh picks? Because the Knicks hardly had any games this week. They only had like two. Yeah, <laughs> man. We we had to sneak watch that game exactly. in London, dog. I was at work. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Oh man, I, I gotta I gotta think about this one. Is there any ooh picks that stand out to me right now? Um, you know what, the Thunder game, um, money making Mitch. Oh, money money making Mitch. I think yeah, I think yeah. this is my yeah. There was this play where um he was guarding Jeremy Grant on the baseline. Oh. You know, he, he came he came out as a big man and was gone on the perimeter. Jeremy Grant thought he had him baseline. He drove by him. Mm. But but Mitch stayed with him. Yeah. Jeremy Grant went up for the shot, and Mitch sent it back to Penn Station. Rejected. Oh, man. Bruh. Oh. Yeah. I, I hit the wrong button. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice, though. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, do I have another ooh pick that I can think about? There was another one with Trier and Mitch, though. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, where um, I, I forgot how the play actually developed. I needed to watch this clip before we actually came on the show. But, you know, technical difficulties and yeah. stuff like that prevented me from doing so. But ultimately on the play, Trier and Mitch ran a pick and roll. No, 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 no. I'm going to let you know. I, I, since I got it. Oh, you I was, got it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got. I was planning on doing it. Too. All right, so so you you can explain it then because you, I because I don't remember the play off the top of my head like that. All I know is that the I know the end result. All right, all right, yeah. All right. So so you so you so you can so you can do that ooh pick then since you actually have to play in front of you right there. So um, I'll say this. It's me, Mario. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh man, so that's many wrong. That's another. <laughs> so many wrong sound that's effects. Another, that's another bro for me. <laughs> See now, Ed's not here, and the, the labels aren't here either. So I'm going yeah. on half of memory. So I'm like, well, uh, so so which one are you looking for? The the boom, the boom shaka. Is it? Boom shaka. Yeah! Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Now that you know what happened. So there was a play that happened where um, Mitch was kind of. Away from his usual point in the, in, the, in the circle, he was kind of closer for the foul line, right? Mm -hmm. Dotson has the ball. Quick pass to Lonzo Trier, mm -hmm. who is behind the three-point line on the left side of the court. Mitch puts his hands up, run towards the basket. Mm -hmm. Zoe throws it over the heads of Adams and his defender for an alley-oop. Boom shakalaka! Dunk from Mitch. And he catches it in reverse. Ooh. At least that's what it looks like. No, he's not catching it in reverse. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still... Look, it was look, still nice, it though. It was still nice, though. It was still nice, though. Bruh. Oh. I'm, I'm really off right now. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I have my, my labels mixed up because I have my you own mean, labels. Man, you, 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 oh. There we go. That's the right one. You know what it is, man? It's this brick ass weather outside. Yo, it is still cold. I still can't feel my toes. For real, yo. <laughs> it is a minus eleven degrees outside. Oh damn. And we yo. came out here to give you a, a Nick's KOT show just for you, man. Word. On MLK Day. That's why y'all need to appreciate us. Word. Martin Luther Knicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yo, there were some other oop picks this week too, though. There were some other oop picks. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I got one for you. You know what, man? Also, big Uta Cornet for those four three-pointers he knocked in the first oh, half during the Washington Wizards yeah. in London. He can definitely do... Oh! Yeah, man. Oh! Yeah, man. Oh! Yeah, man. 
Cornette. Yeah, four threes and four oohs. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Lit it up. Because, boy, the Knicks hit, like, a title franchise record for most threes in a quarter. Nine threes in mm-hmm. London. Yeah. The water was good, at least in the first half. So. For real. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> And you know what? Frank hate one of those threes, which is why I hit that button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Which, is, which brings me to my next oop hit. Oh. London. Frank. Only scored three points. <laughs> so you can you see where this is going. Yeah. I don't remember who was guarding him. But this, uh, Frank was being hounded. Full court press. Mm-hmm. Full court press going up the court. He's getting hounded, hounded, hounded. Gets across the half court line. Puts on a bro- puts on the thrusters. Boom. Running. He, he gets past the three point line. Stops on a dime. Mm-hmm. Hits him with a cross. My man flies back. Ah. Steps back. Hits the three. And it was nice. Oh, yes! Big up Frank. Big up Frank for his oopick. I got another oopick. Hold on. This oopick has to do with uh oh, fast break. Frank Nilkina leading the break, mm-hmm. dribbles into three Thunder players. But he doesn't take the layup. He slows it down because he knows the trailer is behind him. Dumps it off to Enos Panther for a nice job off pass. Enos Panther lays it up and scores. Oh! No look pass. Fast break. Frank looking. Oh! <laughs> you got one? You got something to say? Nah, I'm dumb. Like, nah, nah, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. to interject. Okay. Nah, I'm dumb. My ooh picks. You know, it's a good play. All right, all right, all right. And there was one more. Ah oh, man. I believe it was a rebound. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't mess this up because I'm going off memory right now. Yeah. My man. Von Lee. Noah. Yes, the, the real yeah, Noah. Yeah, the real Noah. The real yeah. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> the real Noah at the real Noah Valet. That should be his real his next name. Yeah. Gets the rebound under the basket. See Steven Adams staring at him in his face. But it doesn't matter that he's staring him in his face. He jumps up for the reverse jam. Ah. And dunks it. Boom shakalaka. In his face. Oh. Yes. Ain't no matter of fact, I do have one more oop Okay. I'm going to shout out Frank Nilakina. Oh. For the defense he played on Paul George oh. at the end of the first quarter. Locked up. Yeah, he clocked him. Yeah. He, he had him on lock. He stripped. First, first he stripped Paul George and forced Paul George out of his sweet spot. Ooh. Then when Paul George got the ball back, he stayed on him. Yeah. Stayed on him like glue. Glue. White on rice. Exactly. Peanut butter on jelly. Exactly. 
and forced Paul George in the corner where he had to throw up a shot which bricked. Oh! And Paul George was going off in that first quarter too. Yeah, he was. Because I think Paul George scored 13 in the quarter too. So for Frank to really get a defensive stop like that, like, I think that was major. Mm-hmm. Very major, very major. Yeah. Locked up by the Prince. Yes. He, I'm locked up. Don't let me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpio duets. Yes, sir. Album coming soon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for the Oopix. Now it is time for our favorite part of the show. Also, yes. Well, actually, really Ryan's favorite part of the show. Bro, man from the fifth floor is about yes, to sir. give you those. Bruh. Bro, picks. Yes, yes, yes. This is when I take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a plethora of bro picks for this week. Plethora? All right. Yes. SAT? All right. Ah. Uh, the Bucks versus the Heat. Like a few bucks? Yes. <laughs> Brooke Lopez was standing at the free throw line. Well, Whiteside was standing at the free throw line and, and Brooke Lopez was to the side, you know, mm-hmm. trying to put himself in position to grab a possible rebound. So Brooke Lopez was, you know, bent over gasping for air, <gasps> you know, trying to catch his breath. Whiteside puts up a free throw. He misses it. The ball goes towards Brook Lopez. And Brook Lopez had the ill scared look on his face. Oh, no. And he tried to dodge the ball. And it said he flew like 20 feet outside the, outside the free throw area. Oh, <laughs> man. Bruh. Oh, man. Second bro goes to Michael Beasley. MVBs. MVBs. MVBs, he still gets a chance. I don't yes. Care. No. <laughs> if you if you listen to the Listen Thinker Time Show last season, you know what that chant is. Exactly. And this was against the Thunder, who the Knicks faced today. So, Luke Walton called Michael Beasley to come into the game. Oh, shoot. Michael Beasley is getting set to check into the game, but he didn't notice that he had his practice shorts on. Practice? Talking about practice? Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> practice. <laughs> That's a game? Somebody notified Beasley and was like, yo, Beasley, your practice shorts. My man, (laughs) my dude had to run all the way to the locker room, change his shorts, and then come back out. And Michael Beasley acted like as if it's just another day in the life of Michael Beasley. (laughs) Yo, what's worse, the practice shorts or the take off your jacket and then you got no shirt on? Ah. Wasn't that um my man from Charlotte? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Malik Monk. Yeah, Malik Monk. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm getting coach. Give me in the, give me in the game, coach. Yeah. He had his practice jacket on, takes it off, and no, he had a white beater on under it. Yeah. Yeah. That's worse. That's worse. That because, worse. Yeah, because I'm like, yo, at least if anything, like you should be able to look down and be like, yeah, I got my jersey on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Your shorts, you you might not you might not recognize that as quick. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so I wanted to take Malik Monk over Frank Milikina. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next bro pick goes to Harrison Barnes. Dallas Mavericks against the Golden State Warriors. Mm. So now Barnes tried to get it, Barnes tried to get into his bag right quick. Try to, oh, you know, pull out some moves out of his bag, oh, bag against Durant. Oh, the dog. So Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Harrison Barnes, you know, tried to set up Durant. The shimmy? Yeah, then he did a cross. But he lost the handle of the ball. Oh, no. The ball was rolling out of bounds. And my man flew on the floor uh, to try and get the ball. And instead, he flies out of bounds along with the ball. Bruh. That's embarrassing. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Next, bruh, goes to Pat Beverly. And he gets the whose man's is this? Whose man's is this? 
So Anthony Davis, Pelicans versus the Clippers. Anthony Davis loses his shoe. Oh, man. And he tried to get back up the court. Obviously, he couldn't do so because he only had one shoe on. Mm -hmm. So Anthony Davis throws the shoe to the sideline, hoping that one of his teammates picked up the shoe. Oh, no. It said Pat Beverly picked up the shoe. (laughs) And he tried to keep it away from Ian Clark, who was trying to get back the shoe for Anthony Davis. Why? Because that's his teammate. So what ends up happening is that the ref teed up Pat Beverly for keeping the shoe away uh, <laughs> from Ian Clark. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Too funny. Oh, man. Oh, I, Bev. I, I've never seen anyone get teed up for doing that. <laughs> but Bev finds music and putting them in their new ways. I actually like Beverly, too. I like him on the team. Yeah. I like him on the next. Yeah, I like, I like Pat Beverly, too, but my, my dude need to chill sometime. <laughs> yeah, he do. That was OD. <laughs> He's well, ultra-competitive ball game. Exactly. And my last bro pick goes to... Josh Hart on the Lakers. Oh, man. I think it was a Saturday game against the Rockets. Mm. So my dude Josh Hart was on the fast break. He was moving and grooving, you know, yeah, getting to the basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because LeBron's not on? I don't know, but he, was, <laughs> but he was trying to get to the basket. Now, when he got to the basket, I think Lonzo Ball was under the basket. Mm. And Josh Hart was like, I don't know what to do. Should I pass the ball to... The fellow ball <laughs> under the basket, or should I just go up for the layup? So he got stuck in two worlds. He didn't know what to do. Oh no! So instead, he just throws the ball up in the air. The ball was straight up, then down, oh. and, it, and it resulted in a turnover. Bruh. Laker <laughs> oh. Nation. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all the bruh picks for this week. All right. All right. That is the end. Yeah. Of our show. Yes, sir. I hope you enjoyed everything that we talked about. I hope you enjoyed our commentary and the Knicks talk. And I, if you are still listening to Knicks, the Nick of Time show, Knicks podcast in general, mm-hmm. you are a fan. Yes, you are. Because, woo! It's rough out here in the streets, man. For real. <laughs> but listen, man, don't worry, don't worry. Zion, Rant, Reddish, whoever you want, RJ... They're coming. Somebody coming. The Cavalry's coming, then. Yeah, somebody. (laughs) You're going to get a nice pick. Yes, sir. You're going to get a nice pick. It's going to end real nice for us, man. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'll just end the show. So, you know what? If you want to hear us, you are now on, you know, we are on Dash Radio, of course. Yeah. We're on Dash Radio. We're also on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. That is soundcloud.com slash Nick Time Show. We are also on YouTube. Shout out to YouTube Nation. Mm -hmm. YouTube.com slash Nick Time Show. Um, you can also find merch. I don't have any merch on today. Oh, I have my hoodie on. But mm-hmm. I was present got hoodies. Uh, get that at the nicktownshow.com as well. Um, links in the description for SoundCloud and YouTube. Yeah. Um, also, you can find us now on Spotify. We moving on up. Moving on up to the east side. To the deluxe apartment in the sky. Yeah, so you can find us there. And we promise, if you follow us, we won't sing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was lying. And we're also on Google Play. Mm-hmm. And there's some other stuff, so I don't remember everything. Stitcher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that Anchor Stitcher or something Anchor, like that? We're on both of them. Yeah. we all over the place, though. Well, we, we, we all over, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to listen to your favorite pop, your favorite show, Nick Time Show, go to any of those places and find us. And also go to our website, the Nick Time Show, to read 
articles from yes. the great Ryan G. Yes, sir. And you know what? You can also find us on Instagram at Nick and Tom Show. And you can find me at J. Ellis Draws Things on Instagram because you know that's what I do. I draw things. And you know, where can they find you, man? Y'all can find me, yeah, uh, y'all can find me at Sir G is chilling on IG. Sir G is chilling, yeah. And, um, that is S I R G is C H I L L I N. And as Jay said, um, go to nigatimeshow.com where I often write recaps on games on the, you know, um, recaps on games for the Knicks. And um, also you can go to tsj101sports.com where you can also read my articles and um. Also, um, Jay forgot to mention the Twitter, twitter.com slash the KOT show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, um, you know, just check us out. Buy our merch. Support us. You know, yeah. we're try, we trying to get this upgrade. You know, we're trying to um, get this brand new camera. Oh, yeah, trying to get a new cameras so you can see us in HD. Exactly. Like, and, 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 we not, and we're not talking about no regular HD. We're talking about, like, HD HD. HD HD. We want, we want to be able to see, like, the moles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, like Jay, like Jay said earlier, like you know, the sweat on my face when he asked me that question, like, yeah, like you know, we exactly like we're trying, exactly like we're trying to get that type of camera where, when they when they when it focuses in, you'll be able to see us sweating over certain questions yeah, and man, just, and we, see the facial imp- we, expressions and all that. We ain't gonna be able to see the ant blinks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't notice this place has ants. You want to see their eyelashes when we get this HD camera. They're exactly that high depth. Exactly, and then you know, if y'all see us on the street, then y'all definitely can't miss us. <laughs> exactly. Yo, somebody catch called me on the street the other day too. Oh. I said, "Yo, Jay, KLT." I was like, "Yeah." I said, "How?" This is up. Brooklyn, stand up. All right, yes, man. sir. That is our show. We are out of here. I got things to do. Yeah, and it's brick as hell outside. I want to get home. Work fast in a hurry. Yes, sir. That is it. Peace. Dreams. In, 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 in